You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. So in this episode, we're delighted to have on Rosie, who is the first of our guests to come on and talk about her driving journey after working with us. And so, Rosie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Tracy and Kev, for having me. It's a pleasure. So obviously, Rosie, I know you because we've worked together for a few sessions. So can you just give everyone that's listening just a little background into what's happened previously and how you come to find us? Of course, Kev. So I was a very confident driver back in Australia um, and did lots of driving, no issues whatsoever. Then we moved to England and we didn't get immediately a car and therefore I had no more driving experience, even though it is the same side of the road. One would think it wouldn't be so hard to just get used to it again. But I found that after maybe four years of just absolutely no driving, and then with the pandemic, there was a delay in exchanging my license. So it took about nearly 12 months to get my license exchanged. So there was a massive delay before I was even legally allowed to drive once we did have a car. And then when we did have a car, I realized that I wasn't as confident as I was back in Australia. I found that even though the same side of the road, it was very different. And we lived in North Somerset when we first got the car and North Somerset hedges and very small windy roads were definitely not what I was used to. So there was a big sort of learning curve to become comfortable on English roads. I don't think it might not be as common probably for English drivers going to Australia because it's all very straight and wide and fairly easy to do, I think, in comparison. So we, then we moved to Oxford. I got the driver's license exchanged. So once I got my driver's license, I realized that I wasn't as confident as I was before. So I started looking up who could assist me in becoming more confident. And it was more about finding my driving voice again, my own sort of inner monologue and becoming confident in my capabilities as a driver. So I did some Google searching and nothing was coming up with the terms that I was using. And I was using, you know, Oxford, Oxfordshire, and even further away. And places that might have been able to cater for me or had manual cars. So I'm an automatic only driver. So that doesn't work if I had someone who could potentially drive with me, but I wouldn't be even able to get the car started, let alone legally drive it. So then I decided to look into online courses, like who could help me, who has the resources to help me. And then I found Tracy and Kev, you two, you were there front and center. First thing that popped up when I Google Driving Confidence and I signed up for the course and it was immensely helpful. And then I did a couple of sessions with Kev and that really just helped cement the idea that I can do this. I've done it in the past and it's not some sort of obscure sort of I've never done this before which is I think is different if you're sitting your test and you've never done it before but if you have done it and you've lost a bit of your confidence it's you need the right people and I'm so happy I found you both oh thank you yeah thank you (laughs) so how much were you driving 
before finding us? Not much at all, really. Um, I would say less than an hour a week. The default driver was my husband at that stage. So yeah, very, very little. And now I drive every single day, at least like an hour. On the weekends, perhaps more. So yes, so it's a huge difference. And I'm also confident in routes that I haven't taken yet before, as long as they're on A road at the moment, (laughs) which is the next hurdle that I'm tackling this weekend. But yes, so definitely very confident in and around Oxford. I have a good sense of direction, so I'm not really afraid of that sort of stuff. And I have always been an active passenger in the sense that I know where my husband was driving. I wasn't just on my phone, so therefore... When I've started to drive again, it was easy to know, oh, that's a 30 zone. I have to turn left here. These lights mean, you know, I had a better sense of direction and what was going on, which I think helped. Yeah, I think that's enormously helpful, actually. I think lots of people are passive passengers. I think being an active passenger, the way you describe it, it it is really helpful. It helps you understand roads directions yep. what to do where and what what might happen without exactly. actually to drive so I think that's yeah. really helpful and we've had massive changes here in Oxford I've been lamenting to Kev to some degree uh, in our last session I mean we have all the low traffic neighborhoods which are great on paper but the congestion is now through the roof we also have lovely cycle lanes which have been beautifully done I'm so excited for them and they've been great but people don't know how to drive on those streets anymore on those roads they're driving in the cycle lane still. And then suddenly a cyclist pops up and then I nearly go on oncoming traffic. So it's been quite the experience to be in Oxford whilst these changes have been happening. So it's been quite fascinating to view that. I obviously know your journey. So how did you, obviously you met us and we chatted and you've done the online course, but what? how did you get back into driving then? What What changed for you? How did you do it? Oh, you, Kev? (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep that bit in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, so, of course. But, Kev, it was you and the resources that you and Tracy created. I mean, it was everything was a belief in self, right? I've done this before and I just have to do it again. And it's like there's this analogy that they say in your brain, if there's an elephant that keeps going down the one path, that path becomes humongous, right? Rather than this little tiny mouse who's trying to forge its own way through the jungle, right? So you have to kind of say no to the elephant and yes to the tiny little mouse. And that's what I did. So, Kev, you empowered the tiny little mouse to say no to the elephant. Um <laughs> And I think that's it's an important sort of um, acceptance that you're not doing what your brain is saying. You're not accepting what your brain is saying, which is like, oh, you're just going to be a murderer. On this is like, you know, a GTA. Basically, you're going to hit all the pedestrians and collect <laughs> the points. You're not going to do that. You've never done that, and therefore, the, the the elephant is not correct. It's the mouse. The mouse is correct. So having belief in that little mouse, that the this little unforaged way that you're taking again but but once you take it you realize that there was an elephant there before and it's not actually you know perhaps the first couple of you know a kilometer of the pathways overgrown and then suddenly boom you're on the highway that you've because you've had it all the time that there was an elephant that kicked the bucket 
you know, a couple of years ago, essentially. But the highway was built there. This is a very abstract um, <laughs> analogy. I hope listeners can still follow it. But I, I think that's a really important part of a self-acceptance is re- realizing that you have done this before. And that's what I realized with the tools that, that you created. And I mean, I was telling Kev, I have I play one song for the entire car ride, right? And it's a song from Twilight. I don't even like the movies, okay? <laughs> but that song is, and I don't have any emotional connection to this song. I just found the song. I was like, you know what? Perfect driving song. And that every time I get in the car, I play it. But it's also not played. Sometimes the Bluetooth kicks out. And that's not a problem anymore because I feel so self-confident in what I'm doing. But it's such an easy thing to listen to for me um, rather than the radio, which I find sometimes I get to, oh, they're talking about this, that, or, or whatnot. And everyone has their own driving style. But I can have conversations while I drive now, which I couldn't at the very beginning. And the music helped that, you know, helped facilitate listening to something and not having to fully engage with it. So, yeah, it's it, it was amazing. So, yeah, Twilight and Kev, all that together. <laughs> I just have this vision now. <laughs> I love the analogy. So I'm sure lots of people will resonate with that. I think that's a really nice analogy, and it's one I might pinch, actually, Rosie. I think a lot of people are familiar with the elephant trudging through major pathway. I think there is a little mouse somewhere trying to do new things. So it's a good analogy. So getting back to the driving, how then has it helped you now being able to go back and say, I can drive, I can do this? How has that helped you now? Immensely. So I can do a school pickup, drop off. I can go shopping. Uh, We don't do much outside of that because like I was saying to Kev, when we first started, the petrol prices were through the roof. So just going for a drive wasn't really on the cards anymore with nearly two pounds a litre. But now they've gone down a bit. I do do a lot more, not leisurely driving, but we do a lot more stuff around now. We go outside of our day-to-day sort of driving. Um, and I do do a fair bit of that. Not all of it, though, because sometimes, you know, you like to be, what there's a word for a, a passenger princess. You like to just be on there, you know, getting driven around rather than uh, driving around. So sometimes being a passenger princess is amazing. So I take those full privileges. But definitely has changed my life immensely. So being able to have the confidence has also eased the burden as a family on my husband and has allowed me to be free. Like I can do stuff. I can go to appointments. I can go shopping, food shopping, clothes shopping, visit friends. It's not just, I'm not just stuck in how far I can walk without my husband or him having to take off work. So it's been life-changing. Brilliant. Brilliant. And your face. Well, people won't be able to see how your face lit up when you were talking about it. Yeah. We can see that. And yeah, your face just lit up when you talk about how your life has changed. Can yeah. you remember what one step, either the first step or a later step, can you remember the technique or the steps that you took that actually was the bit where you went, I'm going to be able to do this? Uh, doing it. <laughs> I think I know that is that such a you know a pained thing to say if you're listening to this and you're like oh how do I even get to that the point is you just have to do it so I don't like flying right but as long as I keep flying it won't ever really get worse and I've said I've had really bad flights uh, in Australia with a lot of turbulence 45 minute flights where the whole 
plane just gets shaken and everyone stops talking and you see drinks going everywhere and you're just like, okay, but you still kind of need to get to places. So you keep flying, right? You might not like it, but you keep doing it. So the same approach I had once I accepted essentially that I had to change. I had to do something. I was not going to wake up and be like, yeah, I'm an amazing driver. Look at me go. Like, I mean, that would have been nice. And maybe that will happen to one or two million in, in a million people might have that. But the reality is you just have to do it. So I just did it. Um, and with doing it every day, it got easier. Every time I did it, it got better. I also told people in the car to be quiet, so not to give me hints, unless they thought I was a danger to life, which you please let me know. <laughs> but outside of that, allow me to make my own driving choices. Like I was saying to Kev, my husband reminded me once to turn off the car lights. And I said to him, well, I do it at a different point to exiting the vehicle to you. So, and what's the worst thing that happens, right? We have jump cables in the car. It's a learning opportunity. And I'm not like a super duper, like amazing, confident person, but I reframed everything as a learning opportunity. You, you should be able to say, I can go around the block or I can drive a mile to the shops and then back again. And you can spend an hour in the shops. You can sit there in the car or do something. But once you've done just that small step, it gets better because you keep you keep doing that. And if, the, if we continue with the analogy, the little mouse keeps chomping away. But if the mouse never starts the journey and the mouse is never going to get to the highway, it will never reach reach the point where it becomes easy. So I, just by acknowledging that I had to do it repeatedly, however small, and even with other people in the car, if you have that luxury, but if you don't, even just getting in the car and maybe reversing out and then going back in again, boom, you've done something. You've gotten in the car, you started it up, you did all the head checks, you know, and then you reversed and entered the driveway. That's better than nothing, I think. I think this idea that we have to be perfect from the first time we do something again or at all when we first time we do something really hinders us to do anything at all. So I think really just throwing that idea out of the window that I had to be perfect and just hit the A road or a motorway straight away, whatever, that doesn't matter. I'm happy for what I have now and every day I get better at it, you know, and every day life says, okay, you're going to have to grow a little bit more. Now I have to do the A road to go to work and pick up our child from nursery. So I have to do it. There's no way around it. So you grow. They're, they're my stretch goals as I call them, you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And just perfect. You literally just sort of said in that few minutes, all the things that we talk about all the time, you can't wave a magic wand. You have to put in some effort. You have to do something. It won't just happen on its own. No, it won't. The, think... Getting rid of that need for perfection and taking those tiny, tiny steps. It doesn't matter how exactly. small the step is. Exactly. There's actually there's actually a book that I read many years ago, maybe even a decade ago, and it was called Talent is Overrated. It has some controversial opinions that there's no <laughs> such thing as talent, but we won't get into that. But they highlight a person in this book, and I actually found the article that I read about him. It's called Personal Best, Top Athletes and Singers Have Coaches, Should You? Um, it's by Atul Gawanda, um, and he writes it in The New Yorker, right? And he talks about why don't average people have or people who are considered best in their field or average people, normal people, have coaches, right? So I see Kev 
and Tracy, you two, as coaches. You're my driving coaches. Why is it so weird for me to have a driving coach just because I have my license? I don't think so. And in this article he writes, he's, I think he's a heart, heart surgeon, and he writes where he wanted to get better at his heart surgery. So he got like a coach. Now, can you imagine? And he writes about this. You're being the patient, and he needs to get your consent for a coach to be in it. Well, the looks he got there, right? Like, am I people thinking, am I going to die? <laughs> is this it? <laughs> you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but you can read it. But basically, it's fascinating. It's fascinating because coaching is considered not for the, the average person. And I think driving confidence and driving coaching is really great because if you do have any doubts about your capacity to do something or you've had perhaps an accident or you haven't driven a lot, I mean, why shouldn't you get someone to help you there, you know? And if a heart surgeon can identify his need to get better, um, the top of his field to get better, then you can get better driving. But I think that's really important. And most people listening in will probably already have identified perhaps a need for them to drive, a need for them to drive, and also a need for them to perhaps get more self-confident in their driving. And then I just say, just get on it. It's okay to say, I need someone to help me, uh, guide me on, on the next part of my journey. And sooner or later, the training wheels come off and you'll find that it's actually been you all along. I think that's really important to not think that you're a failure for seeking help or that you're a bit odd for doing that. It's, it's the exact opposite. You know, um, if the best find themselves a coach to make their practice really make it worth something your practice because you can practice wrong as well if you don't get any feedback that's not you're just doing the same thing again and again and I think you know with this driving confidence course and and with the coaching sessions with Kev it's not you're not just doing the same thing over and over again you're adapting and the stretch goals that you set yourself you're working towards those and yeah, I just really think it's quite important to just sit with that for a bit and just realize that it's really okay. And it's actually quite commendable to want to be better at it's something that a lot of people think is just a chore or day-to-day thing. And if people do cooking courses to get better, you know, doing a driving course should sort of be the same, same sort of thing. Oh, I'm just doing a driving conference course should be the same sort of level if someone's like, yeah, I'm doing a Jamie Oliver online course. But if you tell people you're doing a driving confidence course, you might be hesitant to do that and you shouldn't be. That's why I'm on here today talking about it because I, I can think that a lot of people just see me in the car. You know, you just see all these people in the car, but you don't know what's going through their head and how they're feeling, you know. Um, that if you're thinking that you need improvement, that means you're already halfway there. You've already acknowledged that you would like to be more confident and have your life be less stressful doing the course and the exercises and then driving itself has become less stressful for me. I'm not just shaking at the door being like, I don't want to do this. Like this is just not fun to being something normal, you know? Yeah. Fantastic. And and there's there's so many things that you mentioned there. Like it's, it's okay to ask for help and acceptance and feedback and practice there's, there's so many things that you mentioned there and it's okay to make mistakes as well you know exactly. as, as long as we learn from them and it's it's yes it's, it's it's part of I suppose it's almost like life as well isn't it yes it is exactly like life and if people are happy to make awful tortellini pasta at their cooking course and then serve it for you <laughs> for dinner thinking that they've learned the stuff but then they don't want to do a driving confidence course even though they're absolutely 
you know, popping their pants, driving down to the shops. You have to wonder, you know, <laughs> Tracy has lost it now. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's the thing. I think to be empowered, to want to be better is so wonderful, you know, and life can only improve. And it might be difficult doing the first couple of steps, but you will find your life improves. And it's just, I can't emphasize that enough. You know, as much as you might be hesitating to maybe contact Kev or Tracy or just do the standalone course, but if you're listening in and you're like, I don't know if this is right for me, I can say that just even starting is just amazing. It's just amazing that you're listening to the podcast and it's just starting. The thing is, is you're so passionate about it. So, it's, And I think one of the messages there is for people not to feel alone in this. Right? Yeah. If you're feeling like this, you're not alone. There yeah. are other people who are feeling the same way, but there's also other people like Rosie who did feel that way and have made a change and now feel differently. Exactly. And I think... Um, I wish there was more awareness around this. I've spoken to Kev and also with you, Tracy, around this, that I think I wish there was more awareness about people who do hesitate to get into the car. And I think I wish more people would acknowledge that it can be a hurdle. It's just that sooner or later, you, you do need to start to do something to change the status quo. It won't just miraculously overnight change. It's something that we want to do through the podcast, through what we do, is, is just help as many people as we can. So, Rosie, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast and sharing your story with with everyone. It's been, I know it's been a great journey for yourself, but thank you very much for sharing that. And Rosie, you're amazing. You've put so much effort in and we're so proud of you and the journey that you've been on. Thank you so much, Kevin Tracy. I like I keep saying, I would have never been able to start without just your support and the resources. So I can't thank you thank you enough, and thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm sure everybody will find your story really inspirational as well. So I'm sure it will help lots of others. That's wonderful. I really hope so. So that was great to catch up with Rosie and see how she's doing in her driving journey. And Kev, well done. Good job. It sounds like it went pretty well, didn't it? And yes, we had the coaching sessions, but Rosie's also had to do a bit of work as well. And that, I think, came across in what she was saying in that podcast. Oh, definitely. And she's put in lots of effort. And like she said, it won't just happen miraculously overnight without doing something. And she's put the work in and she's seeing the benefits. And it's nice to know that she found us. And I know there's so many people out there that are looking for help and don't know where to go. And I think our resources, like Rosie said, are showing people that there's something there for them to use. Yeah, there is help out there available. So in Rose's particular case, she had been a confident driver in the past, but then she had that big gap where she didn't do any driving and her husband became the default driver, as she described it. And then that led to her losing her confidence and losing the belief in her ability. Yeah, and I suppose some of it was, I think she mentioned that she could drive and she but unfamiliar roads that she was 
not used to. But then she's sitting in the passenger seat, but still driving, noticing signs, noticing road markings. And I think that's a vital point for most people that haven't driven for a little while, that are looking to get back driving. You don't have to drive. Yeah, you can be an active passenger. And actually, that's a really brilliant first step into making those changes. So instead of ignoring all the different things that go on on a journey, to actually use that time as a passenger to look at directions, look at junctions, look at how lanes work, what signs there are, what speed you need to go where, observing the traffic, because that's all really good preparation for when you get back behind the wheel. And Rosie said she found that really helpful. Exactly. And what I notice on the roads, there isn't a perfect driver. At some point, you're going to make mistakes, but it's how you learn to deal with those mistakes. Yeah, letting go of that idea that it all has to be perfect. And actually, whenever we run our workshops with driving instructors, it's it's a question that always comes up is, okay, who still makes mistakes? And all the driving instructors all say, oh, yeah, me, I did this or I did that the other day. Like you say, let go of being perfect. There is no perfect driver. And we all learn differently. And it's about what you need to do that's going to help you in the best way. And that's what Rosie found. Yeah, definitely. She found that coaching works for her. Yeah. And the way Rosie described it was that coaching empowered the little mouse. So that part of her that wanted to get back driving and that knew that she could drive, but had become had sort of shrunk somehow where she'd lost her confidence and had turned into a little mouse. And she felt that the coaching had empowered her little mouse that wanted to get back to driving. Whatever analogy you use, you know, I just love that little mouse. I thought it was great. But it's one of those things that empower you to get behind that wheel. You know that you can drive because you've driven before, but now you're putting it into a different scenario, a different situation, different country. And that can be really empowering to you, knowing that you've you've done it now. And that's what came across for me, is that Rosie actually just did it. Yeah, she did it. <laughs> she took those small steps. And let's face it, change doesn't happen if you don't do something differently. You need to make a change for change to happen. Exactly. And she went from driving not being very fun to being normal. And I'd love that. She's not gone from, oh, it's absolutely fantastic and I can... It was just normal because that was what she probably had in Australia. Yeah. Being a normal driver. She could get in a car and just drive. Yeah. It's those sort of mindsets, I suppose, that we need to use and encouraging people to, to realise that if you can get driving to be normal, that you can do those school runs. You can help the husband with the the childcare, the, the running to backwards and school in the mornings or afternoons, whenever it is. But if you can do those normal life things. Yeah, and Rosie used the phrase that she's no longer being a burden to her family and her husband and that she now has a newfound freedom. And she described it as life-changing. How amazing is that? I could blow my own trumpet and said it's for the coaching but it's but it's without Rosie wanting to make that change and noticing that it was a need 
and also what are the benefits are for her that she can make those changes in her life and now the whole family has benefit from it. Yeah, definitely. And the coaching is it's just a tool. It's just a way of facilitating that change. So the coaching itself isn't a magic wand. And I loved that when she talked about the fact, well, if you want to improve something and I wanted to improve my driving, why wouldn't I get a coach? Yeah, and that's exactly it, isn't it? You know, why wouldn't you get a coach? If if you can have the same change that Rosie had, would you go for coaching? I can almost guarantee the answer would probably, well, yeah, I'll give it a go. So thanks again to Rosie for coming on and it was great to catch up with her. And we look forward to keeping in touch with Rosie and hearing how she's doing in the future. Yeah, and it was really nice. And I know what it means to Rosie because obviously I've worked with her. And hopefully now it's just the catalyst for her to just to carry on with her normal driving. Yeah, and I think she will. Yeah. So we hope you feel inspired by Rosie's story. And if you did, think about sharing this podcast episode with anyone else you know who may be a nervous or anxious driver. And so until next time, have a great day, whatever you're doing. If you have enjoyed our podcast, did you know we can also help you get back on the road to driving confidence? If you want to have the feeling of being safe, be able to go shopping without relying on public transport, create more time in your daily schedule, become a confident driver, visit friends or relatives that live further away, drive to and from places of work, feel safer when driving on faster roads, then our coaching packages will help you create the easy-to-follow action plan to your driving confidence. Using our unique Drive Calm system within our coaching sessions, backed up by the free access to the Confident Drivers website and all the wonderful tools and techniques it has to offer, you will feel confident that you can take that first step in getting back driving. So if you'd like to find out more information, go to the Confident Drivers website. Thank you for listening. Find out about the different ways that you can work with us on our website, www.confidentdrivers.co.uk and begin to transform the way you feel about driving.